Jamar, I got beef. You got beef? Who you got, got beef, beef with? I got beef with Kendrick Perkins, bro. Oh, Mr. Perk. Mr. Perkulator. What, what's this beef about? So, I, I, as you know, I'm sure you know by now, I am a six foot nine, 280-pound power forward <laughs> uh, for the Miami Heat. I wear number 20. Uh, they call me MP, right? <laughs> Not MP. <laughs> yeah, they they call me MP. It stands for my player. Right, um, right. And you know, Kendrick Perkins, ever since I was drafted with the number 16 overall pick uh by the Miami Heat, has been giving me a lot of shit on his uh on his talk show because he thinks that Shep Owens should have been drafted before me. I mean, what would let I mean what makes him better than you? What makes him think he's better than you then? Like, you know, maybe it's fair criticism. You know, Perk in real life be giving quote unquote fair criticisms. Yeah, if you want to call it that, nah, that man's just got an agenda <laughs> against me. Uh, Shep Owens, uh, maybe he would be a good uh, track runner. Maybe uh, he could even be like a pole vaulter or some shit. But uh, I'm the future of this league, and I've got a problem with how much shit he's been talking, especially considering the fact that he continues to talk so much smack after I've gone. Back-to-back games where we had a double-digit deficit uh, with two minutes to go left in the game, and I hit, in my most recent game against the Pacers, four straight three-point shots to tie the game, and then we went on to win both games, player of the game, player of the week. One game, 37 points, one game, 41 points, but he still thinks that Shep Owens, who averages 16 points a game to my 24.2 points per game, he still thinks that Miami should trade me and draft picks to get Chef Owens. Yeah, yo, that sounds like a great idea. It sounds that sounds like a that sounds like a New York Knicks style deal. Oh, you just regret your draft pick too soon, and then you trade for the worst draft pick because yeah. people are pissed off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I I understand how Chris Tapps Porzingis felt. When they booed him when he got drafted. I, I really do understand now. The people of Miami did boo me when I got drafted. But I think <laughs> that they're really starting to love me, man. I, th- I think that I'm starting to win over the hearts of the city of Miami. I was able to get my general manager fired because uh, he was trying to trade me. You can so. get your manager fired now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the storyline. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is real life that we're talking about. Um, yeah, no. Because he was trying to trade me uh, and Pat Riley... Uh, did not want him to trade me. Uh, he was fired because I went off the past five games and proved everybody wrong. So now I've won the respect of the city. Um, and, you know, I, I just, you know, Perk, just know the rest of my career, when I make the Hall of Fame, bro, or when NBA 2K24 comes out and I start a new career, just understand that I will have been one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> Oh, he ain't going. He ain't going to let you live for that. <clears throat> I'm intrigued to see how far they let that go. 
like how how far do you let him talk trash? Look, look, I got the Heat as the number one seed in the East so far. So, hey, it is it it is what it is. I'm gonna let my numbers talk. I'm gonna get that chip for the city of Miami. Um, they're gonna love me more than LeBron, and that, that's gonna be the end of that. Mm. You know, you mentioned will never be worn again. <laughs> you mentioned LeBron, and I don't know. Do you want to jump into that? That uh, yeah, we little story it. we we okay. So, for those who don't know. LeBron will be out of action for at least they said up to four weeks. He'll be reevaluated after two weeks. But um, is it a right ankle injury? I think it's it's a foot injury. Yeah, I must say it's some type of. Yeah. And it was like lower leg thing. All right. So some type of foot injury. He sustained it against the Mavs during their 27 point comeback. We will get to that. Well, he already had that injury. I think he aggravated it against the Mavs. Okay, so it was just a re-aggravated injury, and it might have just kind of gotten worse. Okay, I didn't, I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah. I just because like if I you, didn't. Go ahead. If you think back a couple weeks when we were covering LeBron breaking the scoring record, uh, if you paid attention while he was on the bench, he was uh, routinely actually taking his shoes off and receiving treatment on that foot. So it's been a lingering injury, um, and I think that he just aggravated it against the Mavs, which mm. was, I think was. <clears throat> 30-point performance for him. Uh, good night for both him, yeah, AC, he, and uh, and was it Malik Beasley? Yeah, Beasley. Yeah. My guy. Glad you're doing well for yourself, Beasley. I think Beasley's got an ankle injury right now. Does he? Oof. I don't know if he's out. I, I'm, I say, I'm not sure. Check to see who was playing tonight, but I'm pretty sure Beasley's out for an ankle injury. Yeah, well. I can check. I'm, say, I'm watching it now, and right now it's 71-72 Memphis. John Moran at the line. And he just made the second three throws, so now it is 73-71. But, you know... Oh, Beasley's back in. Okay, so it was probably something minor. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. I can live with that. So, now that we've discussed LeBron being out, let's get on to this 27-point comeback victory against uh, Kyrie. The Kyrie and uh, uh, Luka Doncic-led Mavs, who apparently were the... Best at not turning the ball over. They're one of the best teams, if not the best teams, uh, not turning the ball over because I think they turned it over an average of like 10, 10, 11 times the entire game. And they definitely, definitely eclipsed that by at least five or six against the Lakers, which means the Lakers did what we know they can do, which is play defense. Absolutely. I mean, they 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 are now a defensive juggernaut in this league. Yeah, yeah, I still don't buy into them getting past the play-in, but you don't got you don't got to buy into it. Sorry, we'll, we'll we'll see you in the second round. You probably won't be lucky to even make the playoffs, bro. Because <laughs> y'all still on the outside looking in, and having LeBron out right now is the worst possible thing y'all could have. Hey, we haven't, um, you know, at knock on wood. But I'm pretty sure that we haven't lost a game since the uh, since the big trades. I, I don't think that we've taken an L since we lost Westbrook. I want to say you definitely have. I might be wrong. I definitely, I definitely want to say y'all took an L. Like probably the next. I mean, let's let's hold off because just for some fact that like because you know those trades like they don't play for like a game or two. Yeah. So we should probably I should probably look at when the tra- like when the players actually started playing. If if that's it's the case, you like might not have four total games. No, so it hasn't even been that much. Okay. Yeah, that the cool. new guys have played. Like, I'm pretty sure this is like Beasley's fourth game with the Lakers. But mm-hmm. 
Or I'm, you know what? I'm not even thinking about Beasley. I don't know why I said Beasley. It's D-Lo that's out with the ankle injury. See, that's how insignificant I pay attention to the Lakers because I forgot about him being on that team again. I don't know why I was saying Beasley, but D-Lo, yeah, D-Lo is the one that's out with the Now injury. that that's you say it, yeah, I remember him being hurt. But, I, I mean, it's okay because the Lakers are the Lakers, so. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of hater coming from over there. Uh, I don't hate them. Uh, I don't hate them. I just think people think they're better than they are, and then that's that's anno- that's what's annoying me. I just really don't think they're that great. I just don't. You know, it's a lot of hater hater energy coming over there from the guy in the uh, in the sweatshirt of uh, Kyle Trask's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm fine with that trash talk. I have a ring. Within the last five years, so I'm good. I don't care about none of that shit you're saying. Because at the end (laughs) of the day, I have a ring, and I got it right at the beginning of 2020. I'm Gucci for at least 10 more years. I'm sorry, maybe not 10 now. Seven. Seven more years, I'm good. So I still got a couple couple months left on my 10-year window, so... You do. <laughs> you do. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's one of those things. Once you get past that decade of when you last won something, it's like shit. Shit, I've been. It's been a minute, ain't it? Since we since we don't won something, because it's for it's it. And I think part of that is like it's a memory thing too. Because yeah. you'll sit there and be like, I remember when we did this, 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 and this during the Super Bowl. I remember being at CCBC when the parade was happening and leaving school to go to the parade. Like you know, what I mean, like all that type of stuff. And then somebody says the year that you won. 2013 2012 and it was the 2012 2013 the game the game was in 2013 i'll i'll give it i'll give you that you got it it's it's so weird it's so weird it's just so weird when you realize how time flies by right like that shit is so insane to me that time can go so fast like I don't know. I don't know. But before I get off sidetrack. Yeah, yeah, we can switch gears back to the NBA. I, yeah, I, I just wanted yeah. to talk a little bit of shit because I saw how Trask was going to be your starting quarterback. I'm sure there's no reason to think otherwise. Like, let's be real. There's nothing Better out there. Mike Lennon. I absolutely, I'm still pissed they even paid that motherfucker. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. They paid a lot of dumb quarterbacks because they're the same people they paid Josh McCown. So. Through, you know the goat back. Oh, yeah, Wait, I'm sorry. Luke was better than Josh, right? I don't know. They both. Luke, they, Luke was the goat backup. Sorry. They both was ass, bro. <laughs> they both were bad. Look, they, they both were, made a lot of money for sitting on their ass. To sit on their ass, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could get paid ass. that much money to do anything. Much less sit on my ass. No, that ass, that ass. So while we're still in the NBA. Let's talk about the team that the Lakers are currently playing right now. Let's let's talk about Memphis. Okay. Okay. And let's just talk about how really annoying these children are cuz that's what they are, they're kids. Like you, mean, you, you know, mean like the Grizzlies or is that who you call yeah, 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 the um Oh, you don't like Memphis. What's the uh, what's the what's the other term? What's the, what's the baby term for a Grizzly? It's still a bear. So let's go with a cub. Yeah, them cubs. Yeah, yo, there. I, I don't like them because they they run their mouth, and then they lose. 
Like, you run your mouth and then you don't back it up. Let's take, for example, last week, they played the Sixers, right? They had a 20-point lead. Uh, uh, What's that kid's name? Dylan Brooks, in the first three minutes of the game, gets up in Harden's face, starts talking trash, da-da-da-da-da, the stuff that Memphis has been doing for the last two years, just been talking trash, and then they lose. Like, mm. how are you going to talk shit and then you lose? John Morant, how you going to say I'm good in the West and then be getting your ass beat by all the, the, the West teams? I get it's regular season. You're going to win something, you're going to lose something, but good God, fight back. Please. I just don't like when you talk trash and then you don't back it up consistently. Like, it's one thing to, like, not back it up every now and then, but you still have asserted your dominance as, like, you know, a top-tier team. It's, right. it's just weird to me when you don't, when you try it, and it never pans out for you. Let's take a step back. Let's take All right, a step back. Because it's, it's I, step I know back that you're, I know that you're feeling good. Like the the clean bloods running through your veins, <laughs> sitting at the top of the Western Conference. Loving you know, that, every that, bit of it. That, that, thin, that thin air from Mile High Denver is getting a little Ooh. bit to your head. Because let's not talk about Memphis like they're a poverty franchise right now. Yeah, he's got 5.5 games on him, but Memphis is second in the West. So let's not talk about them like they're the, you know, they're the Orlando Magic right now. Let's not talk mm. about Memphis like they're the Spurs right now. Let's not talk about them like they're the Rockets right now. That's they're cool. Second in the Western Conference. And I like the energy that the team has. I really like the energy that Memphis has. Yeah, they talk a lot of shit and sometimes they don't back it up. But it's entertaining. I mean, why not talk that shit? Like, you're a young team. This is a team who is going to be a threat in the West for years to come. And I think that John Morant specifically has earned a little bit of his arrogance because that man went to play at Murray State. And I know you definitely never heard of Murray State before (laughs) John Morant. They had that run in the NCAA tournament. Before that, John Morant was not on anybody's radar. And the fact that he became a top two pick just based on that run, and then he's come to the NBA and he's backed it up. John Morant is one of the next superstars of the NBA. So let's not talk about it like John Morant is, you know, Lonzo Ball. Okay? I think Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't do that to the kid. We'll get to Lonzo too. We got stuff to talk about him Look, I, with I him too. Lo- but I got uh, a lot of love for Lonzo Ball, but you you know it, things have not gone great, and obviously we will get to his circumstances. But he's not Lonzo Ball. <clears throat> John Morant is the future of this league right now. It's going to be John Morant and Bronny James for the next ten years. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hold hold on <laughs> hold on to that one just 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 hold on to that one i'm not i'm not talking about their their talent like their talentless i get what i was the way it came off the way i was saying it's just to me you have the talent and y'all go out here and you just some of you don't some of the times they don't play up to it specifically like I, dylan brooks Okay, Dylan Brooks is this great defensive player who also can score, but I don't see that from him. But he talks so much trash and then has a piss poor game. John Morant, on the other hand, will talk his shit. But y'all's going to give me 25. Y'all going to give me 25, probably six, seven assists and do some crazy, unnecessary, wild layup or dunk package that makes me just hold my kneecaps. So Ja, ja can, can can talk his, his his shit 
and then back it up with his play. Dylan Brooks doesn't do that. Again, I'm not saying he can't do that, but he doesn't, or he hasn't shown it to me up to this point. Oh, that was a good three. So. Dylan Brooks and uh, James Harden got the same amount of rings, right? (laughs) Uh, But James Harden plays better, period. I mean, he does. He does. But what does that mean? Like, he ain't won anything in his life. Okay. Has he? Has he? Has he really like? He's won an MVP. Okay. Has Dylan Brooks done that? No. Did that MVP get him a chip? Did Dylan Brooks talking trash the last two years get him a chip? No. No, no it didn't. Right. Like my big thing is that I'm saying this is like I'm not. You, you can't talk that shit to Steph Curry. You can't talk that shit to LeBron James. Can talk that shit to Kevin Durant because he's got too many. You can forever talk that shit to Kevin Durant. It doesn't even yeah. matter if he wins on but his. Like, he's he's never going to win on his own at this point. But you you can't talk that shit to Giannis. You can't mm. talk that shit to Kawhi. Mm. But you can talk. Yeah, you definitely you can't, can't you talk that to Kawhi. You can't you, even talk that shit to Kyrie Irving. Because mm, you can talk mm. all that shit to James Harden because he hasn't won anything. So like. You know what? It's neither it's neither here nor there because yeah, he didn't back it up. But James Harden's never backed up anything he's done in his life when it came to the playoffs. So, you know what? What's the difference? What's a big difference? There's a big difference. James Harden, he's, he's a better player. I, 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 let me, let me the, not say the, that the, the I was, I was just, that's what I was about. That's exactly where I was about to go. Yeah. I was about to say, James Harden is a pinnacle on any team he plays on. Dylan Brooks can be a complacent piece, but he can get traded away the same way Jay Crowder got tra- uh, traded away. And I, although the different circumstances is Crowder sat out, at the end of the day, you are expendable. He is expendable. James Harden can be expendable after they finish using him up like the Rockets did. I can't say OKC did that because they kind of wasted his talents being a six man on the bench. But, you know, what what, what can you do? I, I would still say that I need the Grizzlies if you're going to talk shit. I feel like if you're going to talk shit, win a ring. Like not even just make the playoffs win. Because I I was all, I'm not going to lie to you, I was not all in, but I was mostly, I loved the Grizzlies last year. And then they just kept chirping and losing. I mean, and it got, it got annoying. Their shit. Like, I love, I love a small franchise talking all that shit. Because we're talking about Memphis right now in an extended format, specifically because, A, they're a good team, and B, they talk a lot of shit. Like, you don't get that from small markets often. Like, you know, That's Milwaukee's true. great, but they don't talk a lot of shit. They don't talk. Phoenix was Giannis. great a couple years ago, but they didn't talk a lot of shit. It's nice to have a small market team, big market-minded, because you know what? They're making themselves, I mean, obviously not from, like, an actual financial standpoint, but they're getting themselves big market re- recognition from mm-hmm. small market resources. Oh, ja. Oh, Ja, he just fucked something up. Is he hurt? Yes, he just hurt himself. Hold on, my mother is calling me. I'm sorry. I was about to say, is he so hurt that you had to turn off the camera? Like, I was confused. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Jamar's mom, say hi to the podcast. She's gone. (laughs) She got me food and loved that woman. Um... Oh, maybe he just came down hard, bro. He he did some wild 
if you want to watch, it's on TNT, by the way. But he did some wild probably like put it on the background. Probably. He tried to he tried to dunk it and then changed it into a layup. And like he just came down really hard. And like the way he was scrunched over, I thought he like like broke like a leg or like tore something, but they just helped him up and he kind of just walked it off. It looked like, but we'll see it when he comes back from commercial. But yeah, that was a wild shot he just made. It was actually pretty insane. And the dude and the Laker player, I don't know who it was. It could have been uh Vanderbilt, who actually played well against the Mavs. Um he I, he went straight up, like didn't even I don't didn't even commit a foul, went straight up and Josh still made a ridiculous layup. That's the stuff I was talking about, that crazy layup package that nobody should have. Yeah. Hopefully I actually catch this. Normally my cable's in front of yours, so I'm probably going to miss it. I'm I'm getting tuned in now. I don't know why I didn't think about putting it on on the side. It's okay. It happens. You know, we got, everybody has a lot going on. You know, NFL, XFL, NBA, WNBA, NASCAR, baseball. Brittany Grimes, and she cut her hair. And she cut her hair. And they called her, and they called her Kyle Kuzma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bro, you can't I'm get me, sorry. I'm just saying, get me on that when I got a mouthful of beer, bro. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, they, they called her Brittany. Oh, no, they, like they, a, they called her Kyle Kuzma. I've got like a thousand dollars worth of equipment in front of me, bro. You can't make me spit take. I'm so sorry. I didn't expensive. mean to. I'm just you saying. Got sponsors, bro. That shit was funny. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to shout out to United States of America for getting Brittany Griner back home. Though. Yes, good job. You took, guys. you took way too long, but shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. The only problem is what y'all gave up, but we're not going to talk about that. Look, look. Sometimes, like, hopefully they threw like a player to be named later, like a draft pick in there. You never know. Yeah, well, the person they traded for that was. Wouldn't have been me, but anyway, I look, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm happy she's back. I ain't even gonna get yeah, into all that. I'm happy she's we, back. Yeah, I'm happy she, I'm happy she's back playing. I might. If, and if she looks Phoenix happy. Mercury, she looks. Um, she looks. You yeah, know, she and, looks happy. Like I'm glad to see that she's. Because you know, something like that can like really crush your spirits. When you go through something like that, I can't act like yeah, I've had like, that experience. Back, not the same person. Yeah. So like it, it's a miracle, and it's a, it's a testament to like. Her stick to itiveness and her ability to overcome adversary, uh, adversity. Yeah, that was that yeah she's adversary. Come back and play. Yeah, adversary. Yeah, she's gonna but come like, back for it, her anniversary. It's it, it's really a testament to her as a person the fact that she's gonna come back and play in the WNBA, uh, which mm. is really fantastic. And when the Phoenix Mercury come to play against the uh, the Mystics. I feel like I'll probably cop tickets to that because that would be an honor. And let to be me know. Playing person, yeah. Let me know. I'll go. I don't mind. I, I, people who dog WNBA have never gone to actually watch a game. It's actually fun. Or you think we could get credentials for that? We can always give it a try. <laughs> We're gonna give it a try. Like it doesn't hurt be... to try. All right. So reckless speculation here. Zach and Jamar is gonna try and get a. Uh, I'm gonna try and get an exclusive interview with Brittany Griner. Ooh, yeah. Let's let's speak that into existence. Speaking that to existence, we're we're gonna make that happen. That would be sick. I would love to be able. Obviously, like you know, so many news outlets have her story, but I would love to be able to ask like the human questions and really focus on the human aspect of the story. 
Yeah, um, I don't. I don't need to hear about your time there. Like, I, I need yeah. to hear about you. Like you yeah. yourself. <clears throat> yeah, like you know how you doing? Like, I, I would. I have so many things to ask that I feel like mainstream media is not gonna ask. Like, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just getting back and every. That would be fantastic. I, I, I think like. I don't even know how we got on this topic, but got my you got the gears in my head racing right now. Yeah, now you're thinking on it. (laughs) Yeah, now I'm thinking on it, and I'm like, that would be a fantastic opportunity to really tell the human element of this story. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear about it. Um, but you know, now that we got the WNBA seated in here. Is there more NBA talks? I think there is. I think we have kind of there's so much. There's so much basically. We haven't even Personally, unpack this. I mean, I know that you've got a bone to pick, so oh, let you go ahead. Yes, let let's. I have a bone to pick with Mister Bones Highland, who was drafted originally by the Denver Nuggets. uh, Played for us for about three three seasons, two and a half. Let's say two and a half, and was traded away this past season for two second round draft picks. Now, when it first happened, I wasn't okay with it because I like Bones Highland. I like what he brought to the team. I like his energy. I liked his ability to shoot the ball and, you know, create because he he could be a playmaker. I had a problem with his shot selection, his decision-making at times, and just from the the reports I've heard or read, he had an attitude. He didn't like playing a lot. Him and Jamal Murray, the star, one of the stars on the Denver Nuggets, him and Jokic, excuse me, they didn't get along, right, on the court. Like, I don't think they had good chemistry on the court, specifically because Bones liked to chuck the the, the ball up for three with, like, 19 seconds on the shot clock. So, you know, he never let that go. The, the so, Russell Westbrook action over there? Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, yeah, literally that. And the issue is, or was, was he got mad like that there were trade rumors. Like he didn't like the fact that there were rumors around about him getting traded. And it's like, dude, you gotta understand it's a business. Like I, I get you're young, but like you, you, you should know it, it's it's a business. Like you're not destined to stay anywhere forever if you don't hold your weight. I was really frustrated when there was rumors about me potentially getting traded from the Miami <laughs> Heat. Prime example, perfect example, right there. See, like but it happens. It's I part went of out me. and I showed out, and I contributed to five straight victories, two of which were comeback victories from over a see, ten point deficit in the fourth quarter. See that part where you said contributed to victories? Yeah, yeah. Bones, he had moments where he contributed, but he didn't really contribute because you know what he did? He would like to shoot threes from the damn logo, like he's Steph Curry, and that's you know just what? not the way this works. I've got a sweeping declaration for all players. If you got a problem with being having conversations around you being traded, play so well that they can't trade you or shut the fuck up. Hello. Hello. It's all you got to do. It's not that hard. I mean, it's, it's not easy, but mentally, it's not that hard to do. So with that being said, Bones gets traded to the Clippers. And when he left, he had some stuff to say. He was he basically and he in a sense dogged Jamal Murray, saying how, oh, you know, they only have one real star over there, and it was joking. Like, you know, he didn't name drop Jamal Murray or anything, but we all knew who he was talking about. If you paid attention to the nuggets, you knew who he was talking about. And shade, throw the full shade. Yeah, like he threw shade shade on him. And then this ain't a partial eclipse. Either go the full eclipse or keep your mouth shut. And two nights ago, the Clippers played the Nuggets in a thriller 
of a game. It went into overtime. Nuggets come out on top because, <laughs> you know, we're great like that. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just, he, he had 10 points in the first half. Scored nothing the rest of the game. Nothing. Now, he, I won't act like he had hella minutes. He only had, like, I think 14, 18 minutes in this game. But regardless, you're doing the same thing you did with the Nuggets that you're doing now with the Clippers, especially since Russell Westbrook got signed there. That's probably something he didn't account for when he got oh, traded yeah, and started two, talking. When you've got two walking bricks, like, you can't build, <laughs> you can't build a wall with two bricks. No, you can't. Not at all. Not even a little bit. And that's the thing. Like, don't sit there and act like you t- you tough Tony or you the greatest thing on turf. Don't act like you John Morant. And this goes back to, like, at least John Morant talked trash and backed it up. You talk trash and be chucking up bricks with 17 seconds left on the shot clock. You're good. He's good when it's he's good when it's garbage minutes or when they're in the fast break. Like I give him that, but he still kind of does too much. He tries to overextend plays. He tries to just do the most when it's not necessary. Sometimes he doesn't take the easy pass because he wants to be the the star, and that was his downfall in Denver. And he got booed because it was in Denver when they played. Yeah, and there are players that don't know their role or shut their mouth. Shout out yeah. to the Rock. <laughs> but like, if you're not gonna play your role, then or you're not gonna understand your role, then it's nobody else's fault but your own when things go south. Like, you need to understand, especially on a team like the Denver Nuggets. Like, there's people that are ahead of you, so you need to understand that. You've got to plug yourself in in the best way that fits the team, not the other way around. The team's not going to fit you. You've got to fit the team. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, that's the hard part of it all. They have had this issue, and this is the Clippers. I'm, I'm going to get on now. I'm not even just talking about Bones Highland at this point because it's kind of a Clippers thing because they signed Russell Westbrook. Don't get me wrong. For every Russell Westbrook lover out there, don't complain and cry and moan that I'm I'm dogging Westbrook. I liked what he did when he dropped that triple-double, when he broke that record. The issue I've always had with Russell was that he was a stat patter. He was a stat patter. Like, I felt like he did what he had to do for him to get him. Oh, I think, I think Anthony Davis is hurt again. Wah, wah, wah. But anyway, <laughs> back to this topic at hand. Russell Westbrook has always been a stat patter, and how often has he made a team better? Right? How often can we say Russell Westbrook made his team better? I'll give you two options. I'll give you two because he didn't make the Lakers better. He made the Wizards better for a short stint. He made the Wizards better, and he made OKC better the year after uh, KD left when he was a triple-double monster. But to me, do triple-doubles equate to wins and championships? And the answer is emphatically no. If you're not efficient, a triple-double is meaningless. The thing is is that, like, if you're going to sit there and shoot 10 for 20, like, that's 10 wasted shots. So regardless if you got 10, 10, and 10, that's meaningless. And he Mm -hmm. hasn't been that guy for so long, which is why... I get frustrated about the fact that they're actually trying to create this narrative for like Russell Westbrook redemption arc with the Clippers. He has not been that player. 
So oh, that's Dyer, what happened. I'm listening. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I know you were talking about AD being hurt, and I'm looking at it, and AD looks fine to me. He got dunked on. That's all that happened. <laughs> he got dunked. The way okay. he was like holding his face like he got hurt, he just got dunked on. His pride was hurt. That's what happened. And, and I mean, pride could put him on the injury list for four to six weeks. So, like, we need to be careful yeah. with that, too. Yeah, very true. <laughs> very true. He's going to have to lead this team to a win, and it's it's not looking good. I mean, down by 13 with 731 left to go. See what we could do. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, it's time. It's absolutely time. You back know, Russell just, Westbrook, though. Yep, yep, yep. Let's like, get back to the guy who left I, the Lakers for the other Lake, for the other LA team. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted either. He did not leave the Lakers. He was expelled from the Lakers. He was dismissed. You're right. Was That's the true. End of his kind of like, it was the end of the road. Like, I do not want to give him the credit of saying that he left the Lakers. We've been crying for him to leave for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why he was effective as a sixth man is because he was able to have more time on the floor without the other two superstars around him. But he does not know how to play his role. He was a detriment to the team. He loved to shoot early in the shot clock. Let's not try and make this Russell Westbrook redemption art a thing because he <laughs> is not going to redeem himself because he's going to do the same exact thing, except for he's going to do it with Paul George, who is nowhere near as good as he once was, and Kawhi Leonard, who likes to wear slippers and pajama pants to the arena because he's not playing. I know he's never actually worn that, but he might as fucking well. I mean, you might as well. manages just as much as he plays. Mm. Load management. There's that. There it is. There's that term again. Load management. You know, I don't I don't understand load management. I understand it on certain games that are like back to back. I understand it then if you're actually injured and like playing through injury. I understand it. I don't get these players taking three, four games off for load management. Like, Stop doing it in the primetime uh, games. Why so, are you scared? This is is my biggest. Or are, are we fully transitioning to load management, or should oh, I hold back? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, we can we can transition to that because it's it needs to be talked about in in when the early stages Lakers, of this. When it's Lakers, Celtics, and AD and LeBron sit out, that drives me ungodly unimaginably insane. Especially, you know, the the Celtics are also load managing doesn't matter to me if both teams are doing it just play the ones that matter if you're gonna load manage load manage against okc load manage yes. against the rockets stop load managing on tnt tuesdays primetime mm. games or espn thursday primetime games the matchups that actually matter i am so sick of the warriors playing the bucks and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are perfectly healthy, but they load manage. And I know that they're not two of the biggest proprietors of this, but I'm insanely sick of these matchups that are supposed to be epic throughout the season getting cut short. Lakers, Clippers, Kawhi, why the fuck are you sitting down? You've had three days off, bro. You didn't even need to travel. That's your home arena. It's just a different court. Stop with the load. If you're going to do it, that's fine. I get it. I don't expect you to play 82 games. I don't expect you to, like, throw out your humanity and throw out your safety just to continue playing. But it's always convenient that the most important games to the fans are the ones that people are sitting out on. Let me watch a good regular season game. I shouldn't have to sit through the regular season wondering if the most highly anticipated game, if 
the players that we are paying to see, I pay for ESPN Plus. I pay mm-hmm. for cable. So, yes, I'm paying to see it even though I'm watching it on TV. I'm sick of the games that I mark on my calendar and circle being the ones where people load manage. Like, bro, do it on a throwaway game, but don't do it every other game and don't do it against your toughest opponents. Don't do it against your rivals. I get it. You're tired. I'm tired, too. I work 60 hours a week plus every single week. You know what I don't get to do when I'm only making $80,000 a year versus you making millions of dollars a year? I don't get to fucking load manage. I don't get to call out because I'm tired, because my foot hurts, because my knee's a little sore. Go to work and play and give us something to root for. Give us something to watch. I'm sick of this shit, man. And they get rest in the off season. Like, let's not forget that they get a like, even right, if it's only a month, season. even if it's only a month before you go back into your regular regimen of training or practice and whatever it is that you're doing, I you get, get two you, weeks you get a, yeah. vacation a year. <laughs> then that's that ain't shit. <laughs> and that ain't a damn thing. But load management, Charles Barkley said it best, man. He was just talking about he was on first take. Apparently I didn't watch it, but I saw the, the quote. And he talked about how kids they load manage and it's ruining the game. And he's right. And you and you're messing with people's and it's 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 like you said, you're messing with my emotions to some degree because I'm expecting you to play. And I and this is the point of we give our hard earned money, like you just sat here and said 60, 60 hours plus a week. To make you know enough to pay my bills, eat eat some food and chill. I use some of this money that can go to something else to buy a ticket to your game, so I can specifically watch X, Y, and Z players play, and only on only Y plays. X and Z are sitting out. You know how exactly. pissed I am. I wasted money because I could watch it at home if you was going to do that shit. And here's the argument that I'm tired of the most. This is the one that I'm the most tired of. The the whole we don't owe you anything, you know, we're yeah, out here go to hell. You were out here for your <laughs> entertainment, etc. Like mm. and probably like I got people from my job that listen to this, but like I don't really care because I really want to make this point. Like, bro, you think that I want to bust my ass so that you can get a fucking frozen pizza from Target? <laughs> like I'm out here busting my ass just so you can go get a frozen pizza. You can bust your ass so I have something to watch on TV when I get done busting my ass. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. all right, oh, oh it's athletic. Da-da. I work 10 miles or I work. I walk 10 miles a night at work. I wear my Apple watch every day. I work. I walk between seven and 10 miles. It's not bad. Maybe that's not like a peak act like athletic performance. But still, I my body hurts all the time. I've got plantar fasciitis in both feet. Like, I just make millions of dollars, man. And, like, I understand it. There's, like, a human aspect to it. And that's great. Like, I take a night off every now and then. But when you're taking off 10, 15, 20, like, you work 82 nights a year. You've got practice. You've got conditioning, I know. But if you add up all of the hours that any of them put in to the sport and then you add up the hours that people actually work probably winds up evening out NBA games three hours so you work three hours on a Thursday night then you practice for two hours and Mm. exercise whatever like that's great but like 
at the end of the day, you have it great, man. Like, just give a little bit to the fans. Because, like, the fans are the only reason why they are there. Mm-hmm. Without the fans, there are none of these sports. Kawhi Leonard would be a plumber without the fans, <laughs> man. Like... A plumber, but you're right because he didn't. He did one year in college and dips. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop over here, folks. <laughs> but to your oh god, more stuff is falling. To your point about it being, um, to your point about it being, what did you say? You said something and it mattered. Oh, well, you were like, it's my job. Um, you know, I mean, like, I don't owe you anything. I, if I said that. If you said that at your job and we said and I said that at my job, I'd be fired. I'd be we'd be fired. Yeah, we would be fired. Front and center, out the door, gone. I mean, so, I get it. You're in like the public eye, but shit. That's not my fault. Right. That's not my fault. I ain't tell you to do that shit. You wanted to be a basketball player. You had that dream and aspiration. Right. And you, you should know what comes with it. Nobody knew what the fuck you were doing. No, seriously. Mm, five point game. It's it's. I think you just saw the five point game, and I just saw Jared Vanderbilt get his hand fully on the ball, and bro still get it in a layup. For real? No, yeah. can't wait to see that. It's you're literally like going to be the next offensive play from the Clippers. No, I'm about to say you're like 15, probably like 20, 30 seconds ahead of me. It's not bigger. 14 right now. Or what? 14 left in the game. Oh my God, that was an ugly three pointer. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll, I'll see it when I see it. I, th- I feel like we we went in quite a bit on load management. Ooh. Yeah. You got any uh, any last thoughts on that? Because I think that I've uh, I've said my spiel without going too overboard on it. Because it's something that I'm like pretty passionate about. Like you know Tuesday night. Yeah. Like obviously LeBron James is actually injured, but if LeBron James could play tonight, he probably should play tonight because it's a marquee game. Yeah, but the second he, team in the West. I'm gonna say if he was injured, if he was just a, if it was a small injury, I'm pretty sure he would still play. Like it wouldn't even be a question about it. But I don't have anything more on it because we we've said everything that we needed to say about it. And it Jesus, that was a terrible three. And it doesn't. It, what we said is is what was said and what needed to be said. Y'all need to do better. Stop acting like you always hurt. Kawhi, it's Kawhi's fault. Kawhi yeah, did like, this. <laughs> Kawhi he made could, this load management thing. Like, he, he could. And he's still he still be on that load management bullshit, bro. And then they talked about how he what scored. He was played 42 minutes um in that overtime game or double overtime game against the Kings. Like, boo fucking who? That's fantastic. I worked 18 hours last night. Yeah, like boo who, bro. Like, that's not my just stop. Just quit the whining. My God. It happens. Deal with it. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, move on to from load management, uh, something else that's uh, very overrated. And I'm going to go with the dunk contest champion, Mac McClung. <laughs> oh, yes. Mac Long, Mac Long. Yeah. Y'all overhyped him, bro. And by y'all, I mean those who watched the dunk contest and were like, oh, my God, he resurrected the dunk contest. No, y'all just got excited because it was a white boy actually dunking the ball. Like, no, if you watch him in Georgetown, he been doing that. He yeah, been dunking. Like, 
Me and you went down to Georgetown to cover a UMBC versus Georgetown game. Mm-hmm. And we saw him doing shit like this in warmups. And like, let me not be, let me not mince words with saying like, yes, it is impressive what he can do for his size. And the fact that he, uh, let's be honest, like the whole uh, white men can't jump. Like that's been a thing for 20 years. Like, cool. All right. Whatever. But for his size and skill set, it's impressive. So I'll take that. But overall, that was very tame for, for a dunk contest. And to get somebody giving max effort, you had to get a G League player to do it. That's the biggest yeah. issue is that literally LeBron James could go out there 40 years old today with his foot injury and outperform Mac McClung. And I say that because the biggest issue with the dunk contest is, is that we're not getting the game's best dunkers. At least in like the home run derby in the MLB, for example, I think that's a very comparable competition. Mm -hmm. You get out of the eight people that play, usually all eight of them are, or at least seven out of the eight, because one person's always a hometown person, right? Like, if you're playing in Colorado, you're going to get a Colorado player to play in the home run derby. Yeah. So seven out of those eight people are in the top 10 of home run hitters. But, but when you go into the dunk contest, how many people are in the dunk contest? Is it like it, it's it's eight to 10, right? Something, like, Something that. like that. It might maybe. Why do I feel like it's like five or six? Even at five or six, I would say what? One or two. Tops are in the top 10 in, are like legit dunkers yeah yeah and like their quality of dunks throughout the season or like their ability mm-hmm. and so now you've got seven people who are nba players and are you know they're there to show out but they're they're worried about like getting injured or whatever like you know obviously they're not that worried about the money because their salary is like x amount of times that Mac McClung mm-hmm. made, I think, 10000 less in the dunk contest than he makes in a whole year as a G League player. I think he makes seven ten, and he won 700000 for winning the dunk contest. So, mm-hmm. realistically, like, yeah, that's great, but was everybody else giving it their 100%? Was this the top of the top competition? Like, yeah, you're no. an entertaining dunker, but... I enjoyed the three-point contest out of everything that they did that night. Dame won that, right? Yes, as he should have. I was mad they put... Um, before we before I move on to the three-point contest, you, you got everything out about the dunk? Because um, he did he did cool dunks, but, like, I just... I don't know. I, I just wasn't improved. I just wasn't impressed. Like, I was sitting there with my girlfriend, and we were watching it. And, you know, she was like, ooh, like she, you know, because she doesn't watch it like that. So she's like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, I looked up, I said, "Mm, I'm sorry. It's cool, (laughs) but it's nothing compared to what we've seen in games. And it's nothing compared to what we've seen in previous dunk contests. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I will say Mac McClung was the best on that night. But was it? Oh, yeah. Was it groundbreaking? Was it revolutionary? Absolutely not. Like, it's all the dude do exactly that when he was in college at Georgetown and like that's the thing too like he he, between the two colleges he was at if you ever saw him play you wouldn't have been surprised by this and I think a lot of this is the surprise factor 
but at the end of the day, like, bro, like, it's it it's not that impressive. Nope. Oh, we definitely take and, this. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's it sucks because ever since I think it was 2016 or 2017, whatever year had Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine been all downhill. It has not been the same. And I, I remember watching, I said, we're, and it was it was the truth. We're never going to see a dunk contest like that again. And that's what I'm going to compare. every. I don't care how people feel about it. That's how I'm going to compare every dunk contest to. From that, from that dunk contest to moving forward, like, I'm comparing it to no other. And it's, nobody even gets really super creative. Like, he dunked over a person and everybody got, like, excited. I'm like, bro, they do that every dunk contest. Like, Somebody gets dunked over the other every dunk contest. Nobody creates anything. One time. Yeah, Blake, he jumped he jumped over the hood. But yeah. He jumped over a car. Um Nate Robinson can. jumped over uh was it Shaq? Yeah. He jumped over Shaq. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, y'all gotta be creative. Y'all gotta come up with something that's really gonna wow the crowd. And no one does that. You just can't sell me, like, give me one dunk per dunk contest that's better than any dunk that Vince Carter did on, in his year. Good God. Give me a, a single Vince. dunk. I'm not talking about somebody with a better overall performance. Like, give me a dunk that's better than the dunks that he had in that year. Like, I just don't think that we're seeing the best product that we possibly could. And yeah. like, you know, congrats to Max Mac McClung. Like it's great that he doubled his salary. It's great that as a G League player he got so much clout. Like all that. Like mm-hmm. bro had a hard road. Like he was a high high recruit, kind of fell down, didn't get his minutes at Georgetown. So I think he transferred to Texas Tech and you know he's had a little bit of AD. He was supposed to be a lottery pick realistically based on the way that he was marketed and he turned out to be uh two-way contract guy which that's a hard fall in the and so to win the dunk contest is special for him and i'm doing my best not to take too much away from that but from a fan perspective we can do better and i think that's the last thing that i'll say on the uh dunk contest yeah i'm 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 good on it, it we we it's it's just not the same, and it's not going to be the same until y'all get like legitimate dunkers. Like until you put, I mean, he said he's not going to do it, but until you put people like John Morant, uh, LeBron James, who else was a great, who else was an, who else is an amazing dunker? Like no matter what they do, um, I don't know, not, I can't think of them right now. But those are the first two that come to my mind when I think of like top notch I mean, dunkers. Healthy Zion, like even Zion. See, he's been hurt, so I forgot. Yeah, like Zion, that'd be a great, great player to have in the dunk contest. Yeah, Aaron Aaron Gordon said he's not doing it anymore, but Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, like, give me, give me a cast of characters like that, and I would be impressed. Yeah, like don't, like I feel like they just like put them together. Like it's like they play pickup basketball and like i pick you 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 and you let's play like i feel like that's how they did it i will say on another note for the skills for that weekend i the skills challenge is dumb now that's a wrap i need to find something new and the three-point contest is always going to be great you didn't need to add julius randall in there for no like he was that was such a dumb decision to add julius randall to the three-point contest 
Was he the one that held like his own rating up afterwards? Was that him? Yeah, who's the guy that like held up the ten afterwards and like his dunk wasn't even that impressive and his piece of paper was partially ripped? Um, it was a New York Nick, so I'm pretty sure that was. Oh, I have no idea what your name is. Is Julius Randle still a Nick? He is. He's a Nick. He um, he was just in the three point contest. Either way, that was embarrassing. Like I don't even remember his name, and like he should be happy for that because of how embarrassing that whole sequence of events was. No, you got me curious. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. I know exactly like, what that was. About. Was ugly, and I can't even. Jericho Sims. Who? Exactly. That's how you know it's a problem. Like. Exactly. Jericho Sims. I have no idea. Never heard of him in my entire life. Nope. <laughs> nope. Still a lot more NBA to talk about, though. Um, actually, not a lot more. I think we are down to um, we got some Ball Brother conversation. Oh yeah. Mm. For those who are unaware. You're probably more aware of what happened to LaMelo more so than Lonzo, because Lonzo hasn't played in like two years at this point. Yeah, very sad. LaMelo fractured his ankle um, in a game two nights ago, a night ago. It was relatively recent. And the issue uh, is we don't know what's happening with these ball brothers. These injuries are piling up. So he's probably done. Not probably. He's done for the year. You fractured your ankle. you're, You're done. Yeah, they've already said that he's ruled out for the rest of the he's, season. Yeah, he's done. And Lonzo has also been granted that uh, same decision of being out for the year. They don't know what's going on with that man's knee. And it's been like two years. Yeah, he still can't move without having like pain, like debilitating pain in his knee from like what I've read. Yeah, it's the same thing I've read here. And it sucks because it's really one. It's a excuse me. It's a fall from grace. He's an exciting he, player. He finally he found a home. Yeah, like that's the thing that sucked. He finally found a home with Chicago. And he was doing numbers. He was shooting the ball well. He was doing he was playmaking like he usually does. But bro, his career might be over. I hope not. I really I for as much as the hate was that he got when he first came into the league because of his father. I would like to see him succeed, honestly, because he's developed into his own. It's his show now. It's not the LeVar show. It's the. It's the Lonzo show. And he deserved to let that Lonzo show shine. Man, listen, I was hard on Lonzo's because of his dad, but I got over that. And Lonzo was a good player. He just the way he shot the ball was just ugly. They fix that. He goes to Chicago. He starts dropping at least three or four three-pointers a game. He's assisting eight to ten times a game, you know, putting up 20-something points or 15 to 20 points at least. The Bulls the Bulls look like legit contenders, not for not for a finals appearance, but at least to be in a playoffs. Be a power in the East, like at yeah, least be up yeah. There at least, at least be in the top. I feel like they would have been like five or six. Like that would have been their bracket range of 
I mean, think about last what year. They would have been number one in the East for uh, for an extended period of time. They were number one in the East. Yeah, I. Uh, it sucks. It really sucks, and I hate that for him. And I really hope that he. I think we could be. De- he could be dealing with like a Brandon Roy type injury. I don't even know who that is. I'm be honest with you. Oh, you poor misguided fool. Brandon Roy was a Portland Trailblazer shooting guard. Okay, I hated him because I was a Nuggets fan. I am I am a Nuggets mm-hmm. fan. So playing that was like the division rival. So playing them like what was it? It's like four or eight times you play them in the NBA. But regardless, he, yeah, he was awesome player. But he had his knees were he had knee injuries and his knee was bone to bone. So he had no cartilage between his kneecaps. So like his career was cut short. Because of knee injuries. He was a hell of a player. A hell of a player. But injuries derailed his career. And I think we could be seeing the same thing with Lonzo. I hope. I not. hate for that to be true. But I, that's what it looks like. It, it seems like it with the fact that like his knee hasn't been responding to treatment. Yeah. And like, how do you, how does that happen? How does that even happen? I guess like, some uh, people just, you know, it really depends on the care you put into your body before you get injured. And some of it just has to do with the luck of the draw. Realistically. I mean, you look at people like LeBron James, he said he spends millions of dollars a year just on upkeep on his own body from, you know, various reports. So you think about that, like the what, what goes into being able to perform at that level is it's a lot that you need to put into it. And even at that, no, one wrong step, one one wrong direction of a ligament, and you get put into the position where your career could be in jeopardy. And that's the uh, that's the risk that you take every time you step out onto the court. And it's just unfortunate that he's faced with that, you know, even concept of a possibility. I hate that for him. I really, I really wish him the best, and I hope he can recover. Lamelo too, because Lamelo's a hell of a player too. Lamelo's turning out to be like a premier shooting guard in the league. Like he has superstar potential. I mean, I know that everybody's been saying that for years, but he realistically, but he shows have superstar potential. Mm-hmm. He he also is just he can't stay healthy, and he's just on a bad team. Yeah, the the Hornets are really bad, and I thought they would have been a little bit better than what they are this year, and they're just not. Honestly, him getting injured might be a saving grace for them because I know that a lot of teams are tanking for the possibility of uh, what's that? I don't remember the guy. I don't name, know uh, his name, but it's yeah, this the, the <laughs> seven footer uh, that everybody is projecting to be the number one overall draft pick. They are obviously. Do you feel like? He, do you think he's going to be a bust? Um, I don't inherently think that he's going to be a bust, but do I think that he's going to set the world on fire from the moment that he steps in the league? Probably not. But like realistically over the last few years, who has been a number one or number two overall pick that automatically went out there and set fire to the league. Like we haven't seen that. We've seen people who have been, you know, borderline all-star level, but we haven't seen somebody go out there in like a rookie season and be like top 10 in MVP voting. I don't think in the last what decade. Yeah. It's been a minute. What was Derek? Probably since Derek Rose, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I could say that one. 
that's the only that's like the only one I can think of like that comes to mind and like he, where he was he was drafted what was he number one? Um, I don't remember where. Derek I don't know. Mm, I must have no idea where he was picked, but his that rookie was, what, year, he draft like yes, yes, 2010, 2011, 2008, 2008, 2008, shit, shit, way longer than I thought. I'm old. Oh, I don't like that. It's been 15 I feel old. The reports are that the uh, the Bulls intend on retiring his number when he retires. Uh, I mean, all right. I I wouldn't be mad at it. I'm not mad. I'm like I'm not mad at it. I don't, I think, I don't that's think that anybody's worn number one with the Bulls since. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. <clears throat> Um, and I think that switches us out of the NBA. So we've got a little bit of football talk. Um, should we head to the NFL or should we head to the XFL? You know, let's go to the league that's actually playing right now. Let's go to the XFL. All right, XFL. Um, story that really piqued my interest this week was AJ McCarron, who's taken a pay cut from $4 million a year as a backup quarterback to $60,000 a year as a starting quarterback in the XFL. Uh, and his reasoning per reports is that he wanted his kids to have the opportunity to see him play. So what are your thoughts on that? I think it's very admirable. I love it. Like not every, one. And it's like every, we've been saying, not everything's about money, bro. Like I can understand if you don't have anything going, like, I would want to play. He has a mentality of he wants to play. He played in Alabama. So, you know, he's got that mentality of I I want to play. I deserve to play like nobody's that much better than me. I deserve to play. And I think he should. And to go to the XFL and play and he's played well because his team is two and oh, and maybe he's led what I think game winning drives on both of them and both of their wins. He's doing what every parent would want to do who played a sport. I want my kid to see me play. I want my kid to know, Hey, dad was actually something like, don't let this, the fact that I was a backup in the NFL fool you. I, I got game. So I love that he's doing it. Cause why not? It's not about, it's not, I don't have anything else to play for. He's probably made more than enough money. I'm sure he's, excuse me. I'm sure he saved it. Or, you know, he was smart with his money. So, you know, at this point, at this point in his career, cause he's been in the league. At least five years. At least, yeah, he's been a league. He's been a league for a while. Because wasn't he in the league? Wasn't he playing when? Because he got drafted by the Bengals. He played at Alabama before Tua, I believe. Yeah, he did. And I think he played on the Bengals, and I think he played with um, AJ Green on the yeah, Bengals. Definitely, uh, he backed up backed up Andy Dalton before he backed up Joe Burrow. 2014 draft for AJ McCarron. Yeah, so he's all, he's coming up on 10 years. Yeah, so he been in the league, he's made his money through his first eight nine years. Now he's like, I can go make some money, but I can actually get to play. So I got the best of both worlds. I get to actually play 
starter minutes, doing starter like stuff, and we don't even know what the bonuses are in the contract. So it's probably more than the sixty thousand. I don't think that they have like comp- they don't have incentives. contract structure okay. in the XFL. I could be wrong, but dude, I don't think that it's that complex mm. yet. But either way, though, like the the ability to go into this pioneering league and make a name for yourself that way, when like you know that your ability to start NFL football games has come and gone. Like, you yeah. know, at this point, there's not a team that's going to take you and make you a starter. Like, you're probably not going to be probably not going to be Geno Smith for Seattle anywhere uh, yeah. with the way that the league is going in. So I, I admire that decision because, like, give your kids and your family some memories, continue to make some money, but realistically make a legacy for yourself in an XFL league that I believe, hopefully, knock on wood this time, is going to get to its first ever championship game in its third year. And it's going to continue growing and it's going to become, you know, a, a fixture for spring football. I think that so far from what I've seen from the XFL, I think it's more interesting than the USFL. And mm-hmm. I also like that they don't overlap that much. So you realistically have football throughout the entire year now. Yeah, I love that. However, I don't like the fact that the XFL did Thursday night games. Yeah, I'm, I think that you need to wait for that. But I'm sure ESPN's happy about it because, like, what else are you watching on a Thursday night? Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. Bro. I just don't like the Thursday night games to me, no matter who does them, unless it's basketball, are bad. Bad one. That, that, uh, that, that Defenders Defenders Sea Dragons game was pretty good. Was it pretty good or was it boring for most of it and then got good? Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a Thursday night game. <laughs> I mean, either way, these games are these games are always good because you can go and you can make a one, two or three point conversion. And so you're realistically always in the game. I love that they did that. And instead of an onside kick, you get the fourth and 15 throw for maintaining possession of the ball so you can go out score like you'd be down you know 14 points go out score a touchdown do a conversion throw a fourth and 15 pass and then score another touchdown and boom that's the game i i love that they did that like that's a cool concept to me and i'm i hope they don't change that i like their Uh, kickoff rules too what do they do with their kickoff rules? Just for those who don't know, defenders can't move until the uh, until the receiver or I don't know returner. Yeah, returner. Yeah, until the returner touches the ball, so everybody's lined up and you can't move until they get the ball in their hands, which makes for much more exciting kickoff returns. Which gives people a which yeah, which gives them a chance to actually return the kickoff. It's more offense. Like the whole thing is more offense and more action. Like it's quicker paced, and I do enjoy it. And would be interested to see some of these rule changes in the NFL in the future. Yeah, I'm. I'm with all of that. I love it. I love it. Also, Paxton Lynch. We're on, on the topic of the XFL. This man has been benched in the National Football League. You remember when Paxton Lynch was supposed to be the uh, future of the Denver Broncos? Yep. Mm-hmm. Drafted right them. They want. Yeah. yeah, he was supposed to be the next top. He was supposed to be the next big thing. 
benched in the National Football League. Mm, that's in the one. Canadian Football League. That's two. Benched in the United States Football League. That's three. And then benched in the I don't know what the X and FF XFL is. The I think it's still I think it's still extreme. Yeah. So that's four. Benched in the extreme football league. How you get benched in how you get benched in the minor leagues of football? Right, and you were supposed to be the future of a franchise. (laughs) Absolutely embarrassing on behalf of uh, Paxton Lynch. Like holy shit, man! you, You should be fucking ashamed of yourself. But you know who shouldn't be ashamed? Who? The defenders fans of BC. Why is that? Because they got their cup snake. You you know the cup cup snake like uh, tradition by now, right? Yes, I do. They got their cup snake <laughs> confiscated, so they threw a bunch of lemons in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm a defenders <laughs> fan for life. Just because that's of that. funny. I want to go they to literally a game. Just, they bought a whole bunch of vodka lemonades and they took the they took the lemons out of the vodka lemonades and threw them on the field. That's hilarious. I want to go to a game. I want to go to an XFL game. I do too. Audi Field looks nice. It's actually like right across the street from Nationals Park. Like not right, Is right it? across. <laughs> yeah, you can see it from Nationals Park. It's like right That's over there. That's awesome. DC. See, I'm literally about to go look up tickets. DC Defender. They start at like $20. Like they're cheap as hell. Oh, are they? I can see. I can afford that. It's <laughs> just driving in DC. That's a headache. That's annoying. Yeah. And depending on when their games are, because, you know, public transportation may or may not be an option. Yeah. Well, you know, we've been there. $200 Uber back from DC to Baltimore. That was ridiculous. Oh, that reminds me of when that guy ran up on the rail. While we were outside waiting, I don't know. He was like drunk or something. And he like ran up on the rail and kept driving, and he definitely popped the tire and some that other stuff. That was funny as shit. <laughs> he ran. All right, all right. For context, <laughs> for context to those that weren't there for us, me and Jay Mar went to a wild card uh, playoff game for the Nationals the years they the year that they won the World Series when they beat the Brewers. It was a very dramatic late inning victory for the Nationals. Yes. We yes. were drunk off of our goddamn asses, and we were going to take the metro back to New Carrollton, and then I forget how because we didn't we didn't park the car at the at the metro. I forget how we got to the metro, but did we just catch a ride? I think we just caught a ride. Wait, you know what? We caught the train from like, oh, by my house. Yes, that's exactly yeah, what so we did. I have a train station like three minutes from my house. We caught the train to the metro and then walked to the park from there. Our plans were to take the metro home after the game, but the game went so late that the metro was already closed. So we just decided to stay drinking and we were like, all right, we're going to wait for these. We're going to wait for these fees to go down and then we're going to get ourselves home. And the fees never went down. And after about <laughs> like after the bars, closed, Yo, that shit is so mad. <laughs> yeah. After the bars closed, we were just like, well, we want to go home so bad. So we had to get a $200 Uber ride from Southeast D.C. to Baltimore because we had no other way home. Literally. Insane. But it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. Yelling woo at the tunnel for no reason, it was worth it. It was worth every bit of it. 100%. And I got to say, the Walters Sports Bar in D.C., 
knows how to throw a party because you don't have to wait for the bartender to bring you a beer. You pour your own beer. And that's, that's so fantastic. awesome. Oh, yeah, these tickets are cheap, cheap. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm pretty sure you can get, like, 50-yard line seats for less than 100 bucks. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, it's, it's like 80 bucks. And then, ooh, Clippers-Timberwolves. That's going to be a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are, uh, the ter- are, the terrible t- are the Twin Towers playing? Or is one of them hurt? Because you haven't, I haven't heard a lot about Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns all like majority of the year. Rudy Go, Rudy Gobert has been playing more like uh, NBA 2K14 Rudy Gobert lately than he has been MVP level Rudy Gobert. I'll put it that way. You remember in 2K14 that man was rated a 54 overall, as he should have been. Bums. I never thought it's he was a good. Terrible trade for the T Wolves, bro. Like, I, I I got some love for the T Wolves just because of the brief times that we've spent in Minnesota, and they're bad. Oh, look at that! Kawhi is actually playing tonight. Wow. Uh, he better. <clears throat> they, they can easily miss the playoffs if he doesn't. Yeah. Then, well, no, they're they're teetering towards the bottom there. People that's what I'm saying. Like they're not that high season, up. But T wolves, but the T wolves are. Oh, I don't know what playing, they. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is not playing. I knew one of them wasn't playing. It's always one. Westbrook is starting for the fucking clip. I mean, who else was going to start for him? I don't know, but Westbrook, George, and Leonard on the same floor with Marcus Morris. That's just that's an interesting starting five to me. It's very interesting, and I don't know how they plan to spend that. I'm looking at all these tickets. I'm still on this Defender, the DC the Defenders shit. ticket thing. Yeah, like because I'm, I'm just looking at the games and stuff. Like, There's a game that's like the most recent one is at 1 o'clock. The rest of these are like evening games. Is it a Sunday one o'clock? Or, uh, it is. There's a Sunday one o'clock for this Sunday, and then the rest are. Let me see. Some seven p.m. Sunday, six p.m. Oh, it's six p.m. But it's Saturday. Um, Monday seven p.m. Sunday what seven about, p.m. Uh, the weekend of like the eighteenth of, Mar- of March. There in St. Louis. God damn it. I have like a long weekend that weekend, so I was like, that would be the perfect one to go. But apparently not. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I've definitely I've fallen into my NBA rabbit hole. You fall into your XFL rabbit. Yeah, hole. I'm about to say I'm, um, I'm we've sunken too low now. <laughs> but we've got to talk about baseball rules. Uh, there's been some really interesting rule changes to Major League Baseball that are taking effect this season, including larger bases, the banning of shifts. And probably the most significant change, pitch clocks, which will absolutely change the pace and the entire flow of a Major League Baseball game. And I am a very traditional, classic baseball fan, and I'm all for it. Are you? Really? Are you for it for the pitching or the batting? Both of them. Why? Because on an average of a three and a half hour baseball game, 
there's 18 minutes of total ball in play action. And it's not enough. So if I'm going to get 18 minutes of ball in play action, I would rather get it in two and a half hours than three and a half hours. Okay. Plus, just the action comes faster. Like, I've got ADHD, man. I have two TVs in my room. I sit here and I watch TV and play video games at the same time. So I need something like I love baseball. I love baseball to death. I will sit there and I I will watch an hour baseball game, but not every game needs to be that. And if you can get an inning done in the time that a pitcher will throw a single pitch, I'm all for it. What I'm not for though is for a game ending on a pitch clock strikeout or a pitch clock walk with the bases loaded. So take that as you will. But I I think literally like all eight innings except for the ninth inning, I'm I'm for it. I'm not a fan because of what I've already seen with the pitch clock. Like Manny, they lost the game. Manny Machado, I believe it was Manny Machado. Well, he stepped in. He was the first person to ever step in with an 0 and 1 count before he even took an at bat. Yeah. Should have like, gotten the box faster, though. You know so, when you're up next. I I guess I just I, my thing is people have routines of how they do stuff. Basketball players have routines before they shoot free throws. Baseball players have routines before they go and sit, get into the batter's box. And pitchers have routines before they step up on the mound. Right. But the routines, let me be completely honest with you. Yeah. I, I, as a hitter, as somebody who has hit more than I've pitched in my life and I've done both. There's no reason why I need to sit there, put the bat between my legs open my batting glove, close my batting glove, open my other batting glove, close my other batting glove, rub my gloves on the ground, get some dirt on them, rub my hands together, pick the back back up, and then step in. There's no reason for it. It, it. it feels comfortable, but you know, for as many times as I've done that, I've also many times just stood in the batter's box and stared down the pitcher after a pitch to intimidate the pitcher. And so routines are great, but it's not impossible. You're, it, it, it's not a safety hazard. It's not going to make your swing any different. You just want time to think. And honestly, it can be a batter's advantage when they don't have time to think. Because if I'm sitting there thinking curveball and you throw me a fastball, you're going to strike me out. But if I don't have time to think and I'm just reacting to the pitch, then I'm relying on my physical ability rather than my anxiety. And I think that that is going to be a big win for offense, especially when pitchers don't have time to just shake off pitches and stuff like that. Just throw what you throw, hit what you hit, and let it all be instinct and let it all be what your actual performance is. You don't need that time to think. It's not a game of chess. And that's why I'm very much in favor of these rules to speed the games up. Especially better than the fucking Ghost Runner. Take that away and take away seven inning double headers. Like play the game the way that it's always been played, but just do it a little bit faster. People got way too comfortable just taking their time. 
That's fair. And I, I can't say I'm, I, let me say this. I can't say that I'm really mad at the pitch count, uh, pitch clock for some fact of, like you said, speeding the game up because baseball, I can watch it. But if, 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 if it's gone, gone on for two hours and we only in like the fifth inning, I'm going to bed. I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to finish that game. But I, I just, I just, so I, here, so here's my, I'll make the compromise with you on it. Keep it, but just like you said, depending on, or depending on the score, when we get around to that ninth inning, turn that shit off. Yeah, fully, fully turn it off in the ninth inning. Let it be how it is in the ninth inning. But yeah. only, and the thing is, only because in the ninth inning, you don't want a game to end on a pitch clock violation. Right. Like, let that gamesmanship... Because, like, the drama building up at the very... The drama is great when it builds up at the very end of a game. Mm-hmm. And you're waiting. Like, the anticipation, it has you hooked. But when I'm in the second inning, I don't want to see you step out of the batter's box three times and the pitchers shake off once. And then all of a sudden, it's been ten minutes and there's only been one pitch thrown. Right. It's it's it, you're right. You, yeah, yeah. You might have convinced me otherwise. Now that it's better to keep it than to sit here and get have it gone, and then we waiting five hours for one game to end. It's just so, it's not necessary. I don't think, and I think that banning the shift also, like you're taking the thinking out of the hitter and the pitcher's head. Now you're taking the thinking out of the defense's head, mm-hmm. and. Now let's just let the best athletes be the best athletes. I think that's the and I think that's the only one that's like caused problems. The rest of the changes they've made haven't really been an issue. The bigger like, bases are are cool. Like there's no reason to not want bigger bases. So I don't see it. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't see any reason to complain about that. If you want to complain about the no shift thing, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Two to tell you. I didn't. Base is what they've been doing for a hundred years. So why not go back to it? Hmm. There's no like lazy laziness. Yeah, like no. I want to see the second baseman make a diving play to stop hit. What I don't want to see is some random motherfucker sitting in the middle of right field that's not supposed to be there, and the balls hit directly to him, and he throws it to first base. And like, yeah, there is the whole argument of. Oh yeah, you know if if it's such a problem, the hitter should hit it in a different direction. Like, no, obviously, like all hitters are pool predominant. Like they all pull it to the side that they hit on. It's boring. Let's see some runs scored. Let's see the ball in play. Like home runs are cool. Runs are sick. But at the end of the day, if it's nothing but home runs, strikeout, and walks, it's just boring. Let's see somebody hit a double in the gap. Let's see somebody get a single to first base and watch somebody score from second. Let's not act like it's fun to watch somebody sit in the middle of right field and field a grounder on a hop and make a short throw to first base. It's it, it's not interesting. I don't want games to be played on stat sheets. Let's see games played on the field. Let's get the nerds out of sports. <laughs> I can't argue with you there. 
Is that the only baseball thing we got? Because I do have a quick NFL one, and then, you know, we can call this a night. Um, I do have uh, another baseball topic. Uh, don't is... want to jump the gun. What we got? What we got? Old baseball classic, my friend. Uh, it was delayed oh. because of the pandemic, but we've got the World Baseball Classic, the World Cup of Baseball. And the United States has a stacked team this year. So does Japan. So does Dominican Republic, just like they do any year. But I am excited for the World Baseball Classic. It, uh, folks, I completely forgot about that, that game's existence. Let me be honest with you. Because when you said it, I'm sitting there like before you said, you know, the World Cup of, of Baseball, I was sitting there like, the hell is the <laughs> the hell is the classic? I'm sitting there like now. Like it's, my, uh, it starts this month, and it's it's the best teams in the world going against. So it happens other. during spring training. That's yeah. what's happening now, isn't it? Spring training right now. It, yeah, yeah, it's about to start. Like it, there's a couple weeks of spring training before it starts, but okay. a bunch of major league players and professional players from across the world are now traveling to their home countries, and they're going to play in a month, month and a half long tournament. To find the best nation of the world, United States, defending champions. They won their first title uh, last year after an amazing game against the Dominican Republic, where Adam Jones, formerly of the Baltimore Orioles, robbed oh, a home yeah. run. Yeah. Manny I Machado. remember that. Manny Machado hit a bomb, and Adam Jones climbed over the fence and brought that shit back, which was fantastic. United States won their first ever. Um, and both, uh, out of the three teams that have dominated this classic, all three of them are looking absolutely stacked this year. It's exciting. Adam Jones retired, didn't he? No, he's actually been playing baseball in Japan professionally. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but uh, that, I just Adam Jones for his entire career was like the guy when it came to hopping over the fence and bringing a ball back. Mm. And the fact that he did it on, you know, the second biggest stage, like obviously World Series biggest stage. World Baseball Classic is a very large stage, and I think it deserves more attention in the United States because we're just like, oh, yeah, it's baseball. We're great at it. Like, no, we need to we need to flex a little bit. We've got Mike Trout. We've got Mookie Betts. We've got like the best of the best playing this year, and it's going to be a Good world baseball classic. Meaningful baseball in March. Love you to see of- it. Love to see it. I can't. I'm interested. Now, now I can't wait to watch. Now I can't wait to watch. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued by it now. And unlike the World Cup, like when it gets into the deeper stages, a lot of that is in United States time zones. So that means that you're going to be able to watch it without having to wake up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Thank God. Or even 10 o'clock in the morning for the final. I'm pretty sure the final is at like 8 p.m. Eastern. I'll never forget all those times. Like when we watch, when you would watch USA basketball, you had to wake up at like 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning just to catch the game. And if you didn't catch it, you weren't going to see it until like maybe not even later in the day, like the next day or something. Yeah. And uh, unlike the Olympics, like you don't have to worry about like is it just college players is it just minor league players mm-hmm. Shohei Otani is going to play for team Japan Mike Trout is going to play for team USA Manny Machado is going to play for team Dominican Republic 
you're going to see players that have Netherlands her- heritage playing for the Never- Netherlands. Anthony Rizzo is going to play for Jerusalem. Or, um, I don't know why I said Jerusalem. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, but, like, he, they're going to play for their heritages, which is fantastic. Israel is what I meant by Jerusalem, by the way. I don't know why I went. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny, but that just, I just, that, it was just the, I didn't, I don't even know why I said Jerusalem. I didn't mean Jerusalem, but that, it that got was funny. Very biblical up in here. I don't That's know what why. happened. That's what happened to it. Oh, that was funny. But like, you're, you're going to see the best of the best. You're going to see Ryan Braun playing for Canada. Like, that's sick. And, like, yeah, you know the three teams that's likely to co- going to come down to. But the Netherlands had a shot last time around. But Didi Gregorius and players like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's not even always the big names that are going to win. And it, it's exciting. And I'm looking forward to the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, I I am intrigued. But now that baseball has been put in the rear view, we have one last little segment, and then we're going to get on up out of here. NFL, we know the combine is coming up. Literally, I think tomorrow. Actually, is it really? Uh, it's either it's either Wednesday or Thursday. But yeah, it's it's this it's the, like the beginning week of March. I didn't realize it was this close. Yeah, no, me neither. Until uh, I'm, like, I'm not a big combine guy. I uh, love the combine. I lo- um, it sucks though because now I have an adult job, so I can't. It's not like when I was in school. I could get home from school and I could like watch the majority of it because it started at like probably two o'clock and I got home a little bit before three or something. Like now I have a full fledged job, so when I come home, I have to catch it when I catch what I can catch and hope I catch all about March Madness, bro. Like on the days I work, I won't watch a single March Madness game. It sucks. Like I hate being an adult. This adult shit is for the birds. I I can't stand it. I remember the fucking teachers wheeling in that TV cart with March ah, Madness on, bro. Like good times, good times, man. It's it sucks to be an adult and having to and, do that, but and now if I pull my iPad out at work and have March Madness on in the background, I'm not paying attention. Yeah, to I'm like doing. I'm gonna have it. Like I'm absolutely gonna have it sitting on my phone. I just won't know what the hell. Like I have my headphone in, so like I'll hear it, but I won't see it. So I'm not gonna really know what's going on with that. Which sucks, but it is what it is. This is the part of, you know, growing up. But with the combine coming up and all this other stuff, I have to ask you, what is Baltimore going to do? What do you think they could do? I think they're going to draft a wide receiver. Really? In Mm. the first round, I do, because I think that we spent a lot of the last couple of years drafting for our defense. Like, obviously, you look at last year, we drafted Kyle Hamilton, who was the highest rated safety in the uh, NFL last year. But that was a necessity, though. Yeah, it was. That was an like, absolute if you, necessity. If you look at our defense, like, I don't see any absolute necessities on our defense right now, except for maybe a pass rusher. But I would say a pass rusher in a corner. I think I we're still good on think. corners. I think, I think we're going to sign a free agent corner. Uh, you can talk about Jalen Ramsey. Maybe potentially. potentially. A little bit later. I don't like that, but hey, it could happen. I, I think we can sign a corner, but I think that the undisputable 
need for this team, especially now that we are away from Greg Roman. Let's uh, let's uh, yeah, yeah let's let's yeah, chop no, that no up. Thank God. Got Todd. No uh, what's his name? Roman. Todd Munkin. I like I like the pickup. Yeah, I, I like, like getting to Todd Munkin. Too. And Lamar had input on who was going to come in, but. <clears throat> Overall, we know that this is going to be a little bit more of a passing offense in this upcoming mm-hmm. season. And with it being a more passing-related offense, we're going to need receivers. And I think that the highest... I think they're going to draft a couple. Highest, they're going to draft a couple, and they're probably going to sign one, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can Rashad see Rashad Bateman is not, an, is not a wide receiver one. Hollywood Brown was like a mid-wide receiver two. Rashad Bateman, not as good as Hollywood Brown, even though Hollywood Brown had, you know, butterfingers. Uh, I don't know how much I agree with that. I, I, I think Hollywood I think, Brown is a, overall just a better receiver than Rashad Bateman, which isn't saying much. I'll preface it with it's not saying much. Okay. I, I just, I don't know. I think I could rely more on Bateman than I could rely on um, Brown. Like if I took Still not Andrew, saying much if I though. if I if I looked at lit- legitimate production stuff like who produced more like outside of the bombs that B- Brown did or did not haul in but Bateman can't stay on the field I th- I'm taking I I understand that like that's probably that's his only that's the issue that's the main component and he's not a go up and get the ball guy he's a route guy but he's not a go up and get the ball guy and. Baltimore has never been good without a go up and get the ball guy. That's yeah, why we have. That's why they've been ass since Anquan Bolden. Exactly. Exactly. I don't. I must. Say, I don't Anquan disagree Bolden there at all. Exactly who I was gonna say because Anquan Bolden would get up and get you the football. We have not had a guy, and it was Steve Smith was supposed to be that guy, but he wound up. No, he was later in his career. You're not that but, guy, pal. You're not that guy. Not that guy later in his career. Although it was very, he was still good though. He was still good for for the Ravens though. Like he might not have been like what we thought he would have been with, like what we thought he was going to be. But it's like you said, this was a thirty-something year old Steve Smith we're talking about, and that's the other problem I have. The this Ravens was penguin have a, costume on Halloween, right? Talking about its wet T-shirt contest, brother <laughs> Steve Smith. I'll never forget right. that for my entire life. Right, I I hate. I hate that the Ravens do this because they do this all the time. They always um, not draft. They always sign some 30 year old player and then expect them to play how they played when they were 26. Jason Pierre Paul is a prime example of this. He was necessary this year, though. I'm not saying that he wasn't because of what was around, but he really wasn't doing shit. Outside of like maybe the the game against the Buccaneers, which I understand because he previously played for them. So he wanted to show out, respect it. And like maybe a game or two down the line. But outside of that, Jason Pierre Paul was non existent on that offense. There was still no pass rush. You Calais he Campbell gets windows hurt. windows for Justin Houston, and that's all he did. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's I guess that's saying something. But if I, I feel like if I don't see you on that stat sheet somewhere, you didn't do anything for me. I'm not saying you have to stuff the stat sheet. And I know that there are key plays or key moments that don't show up on the stat sheet. Don't get me wrong. I get that. But Jason Pierre-Paul just, it, it, he's he old. He didn't make that impact. He didn't. 
Right. There you didn't have that impact. Because you're old. Because the Ravens love to sign old people. You never yeah. want to get something with youth unless they draft it. I hate uh, it. Although they did they did um, just get Roquan Smith, so credit where credit is due. That's not that's, an old That's guy. one in a million. But yes, give you credit for it all day. Better direction. And Roquan Smith made Patrick Queen step up his play as well. So as he had to. One and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you that I think that they are definitely drafting a wide receiver in the first round. Like, I don't, that's your biggest, biggest hole wide receiver. Cause that's what we've all been yelling. You and me have been yelling it all year and last year for that matter, even when we weren't doing the podcast. Been yelling it. Yeah. (laughs) Lamar in the quarterback. Get him a receiver. Get him a receiver. And y'all did. Every year was defense this, defense, 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 offensive line, tight end. Like, that's what it was. I'm going to be fully honest. Like, I will be actually pissed if there's a, any possibility that they can trade their first-round pick and get DeAndre Hopkins and they don't do it. Oh, that's just stupid if you don't try to do that. Like, no matter who, no matter who the Arizona Cardinals he's going to. No matter who he's going to, but who did they did they pick a head coach? The the, the, the Cardinals. They did. I don't know. I don't remember his name, but I don't see them getting rid of him now. I don't see them getting rid of him now. Um, not with a new head coach coming in. I don't see that being a a, a thing. But you know, we never know. Draft day is a whole nother world. So that's like, that's the big thing is that he doesn't want to be there anymore, no matter what. And Jonathan Gannon is their new head coach. And I have no. Whatever the hell that is. That was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, which. Oh, that's right. That's right. You You didn't need a defensive guy as your head coach. Like, I think they also especially didn't need the defensive guy who just took an L in the Super Bowl. I think what they were thinking. I don't. I still don't understand that. Hats off to him going to the Commanders, though, because he's an assistant coach. Hats off. He gets. He goes. He goes to be an offensive coordinator and an assistant head coach. I mean, like, good for him that he's got a better job title and more money. But like, he's he's probably the one. He's probably the one that told him cut that man Wentz. Well, there was no way that they were keeping Wentz. Twenty-six million dollars. That yeah, no point. I could go out and perform like Wentz for you know a million dollars. So yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. So I guess Taylor Heineke is a guy unless they go in the draft because I don't see too many going in the draft. I don't see too many. I don't see too many good quarterbacks in this draft. Or they're going to sign Aaron Rodgers, or they're going to sign Derek Carr, or even Marcus Mariota. I saw an interesting stat. Yeah. Marcus Mariota, as far as just touchdown and interceptions, forget everything else. Marcus Mariota, and let me double check this before I say this out loud. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Who do you think? I'll put it this way. Um, who do you think Marcus Mariota's stats compared to this year? Like if you just had to pick a quarterback. He didn't throw a lot of interceptions, but he also didn't throw that many touchdowns. Uh, if I had to rival it just in terms of like his ability to not turn the ball over, probably somebody like Gino. 
not stat-wise all the way through. threw a lot more touchdowns. I'll give him that. Yeah, I figured that. Uh, what's the kid in? What's the kid on Cleveland? Um, not uh, not Watson. Yeah. Let me set this up for you. Um, actually, a good one. I want to see what Jacoby Brissett did because very curious to see what Jacoby Brissett did. Um, give me. I'm have you fill some. Don't don't Google anything because I, I'm gonna give you. Oh, okay. I'm gonna give you multiple player stats, and then I want you to guess who. Who's who. You want me to guess who is who? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give you four players, and I want you to guess who's who. Okay. I feel like you're very concerned now. You have concern in your voice. I I'm I'm just preparing. <laughs> Because I can definitely, t- I'm tell you right now, I'm gonna definitely tell you to repeat yourself. <laughs> I can see that already. All right, so you've got four quarterbacks mm-hmm. this season, right? Okay. And so, all right, we've got it set up. All right, one quarterback threw 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. The other quarterback okay. threw 15 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Mm-hmm. 17 touchdowns, seven interceptions. 12 touchdowns, six interceptions. That sounds like Marcus Mariota. <laughs> so you think 12 and six is Marcus Mariota? Yeah, because he didn't throw that well or throw that many, I don't think. All right. Who do you think won 17 and seven? What are my quarterback names? I'm not giving you that. That's unfair. <laughs> That's unfair. I need a A. I need. I need to. What's nope. the. What's the, what was that thing? What's the thing you used to do where it was like A, B, C, and D, and then you had to like match you need like it. a choice bank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you don't get a choice bank. That's Your choice bank is 32 fair. names. Who do you think went 17 and seven? 17 and seven. Mm. It's a lot of quarterbacks to pick who went seventeen and seven. All right, all right. So like, I already picked the one. For, what was the other two? All right, so you got twenty-two and six, fifteen and nine, seventeen and seven, twelve and six. Fifteen and nine was probably like oh, I can't even. I don't want to say Jacoby because he didn't even finish the season. I got to pick a player who finished the season. I know it ain't Russell. Russell threw way more picks than that. Um, Three out of these four people didn't finish the season. You said none of these what? Three out of the four of these people didn't finish the season. Didn't finish the season. All right. Well, that helps. So, Jacoby Brissett is the, uh, 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 not the seven. Yeah. What did I say? 17 and nine. Is that, was that the one? 15 and nine. 15 and nine. Yeah. That's, that's Jacoby. Yeah, that's probably Jacoby. Um, seventeen and seven. Seventeen and seven. Who else didn't finish the season? Carson Winston finished the season. He might be. Oh wait, he might be fifteen and nine. All right, 
He's fifteen and nine. Carson Wentz is fifteen and nine. Seventeen and seven. Um, I'll give to uh, I'll give it to I'll give that to Jacoby. And then what's the last one? Twenty-two and six. Twenty-two and six. Who? He threw twenty-two touchdowns. Oh, three. You said three out of four didn't finish the season. I named my three that didn't finish the season. So who finished the season? Oh, that was probably Geno. Geno. Yeah, Geno's probably twenty-two and whatever. All right, you're locked in. And out of these four people, just based on these stats, do you think any of them was a uh, MVP candidate? Gino, that's about it. All right, so your answer for 12 and 6 was Marcus Mariota. Yeah. The actual 12 and 6 was Jacoby Brissett. Okay. Your your 17 and 7 was Jacoby and Brissett. Mm -hmm. The actual 17 and 7 was Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar did not finish the season. Shit. Yeah. Shit. 17 and 7 is still not bad, though. Your 15 and 9 was Carson Wentz. 15 and 9 was Marcus Mariota. Hmm. And your 22 and 6 was Geno Smith. Yeah. The actual 22 and 6 was Jalen Hurts. Hmm. I'm bad. I was terrible. Both of four. Zero <laughs> percent. But that's just to say, like, um, Marcus Mariota had a pretty decent year. Yeah, well, when you only, what, throw for, like, 110 yards a game, you better not be trying to fall over terribly. Because he didn't didn't really push the ball down the field. And, I mean, that might not be his fault, but he definitely didn't push the ball down the field. When they put that rookie in, he was kind of pushing the ball down the field. He was not. A little bit, not a lot, but... You want that rookie stats from Falcons versus Ravens? No, because I already I know that game was that was a shit game. So I remember yeah. that game vividly from Christmas Eve. I'm gonna give you the stats anyway. Yeah, go ahead and accept it. Twenty-two for thirty-three, two eighteen, and nothing. Desmond Ritter finished the season two touchdowns, zero interceptions, seven hundred and eight yards. How many games did he play? Uh, like like four. like four, right? That's not bad for four games. I'm good for four games. Four games, I'll give you that. Um, he's a rookie, so yeah, it was four games. Yeah, so that's not bad stats for him for four games, especially when, like I said, I don't think that offense was meant to push the ball down the field. Do you know what what team the two touchdowns came against? Hell no. Really? I have no idea. You're wearing their sweatshirt. Mm. Did they win? Uh, 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 mm, yes. That was the last game of the year, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's why that doesn't matter to me. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, so I figured, I was like, I'm like, there's only one reason that that happened. <laughs> I'm like, that must have been the last game of the year, because... But they definitely, yeah, I think they played Brady and them for like a quarter or like a few series and then set everybody. Fair enough. Because we were up and then we just took an L. It was a good tidbit to throw in there, though. Man, nice little trivia. 0 for 4. My bad. (laughs) 
Do you? Uh, so since you mentioned Lamar, before we go, because it is definitely late, and I know we've been on here rambling. Yeah. What? What do you think they're going to do with Lamar? I think they're going to franchise tag him, and he's going to play another season. Realistically, um, I, I think the same thing. I wouldn't be offended if they traded him as well, depending upon what they got back. I was about to say if they trade him, they need to get a Utah Jazz size deal. They need to get probably, you know, three or four first round picks and then yep. probably a quarterback. A play. I need a player. Very, yeah. Yeah. And I a need a player out of this. At the very least, be a backup. Like, I, I would look at it like if you're the Chicago Bears, you say no to trading. Um, I don't know why his name just completely fell Justin Fields. Yeah. You say no to trading Justin Fields in three first rounds for Jamar? Lamar? Because of the situation I'm in, I don't think they can afford to do that. Okay. I don't think that that is a bad decision. I don't think that's a bad, like, thing. But I just think because the Chicago Bears are so bad, this is the same team that drafted, like, five defensive backs and still were in the bottom half of the league and second in their, like, defensive rating, especially in the secondary. Or like the Falcons, Desmond Ritter in four first rounds, or Desmond Ritter in five first rounds. Uh, I can see three. I feel like three would be the max somebody would give up there as far as first rounds go. But it also has I, to be like your first round this year. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ravens that's why I'm lined like, up with CJ. That's why I don't Stroud. think they would do like four or five or some shit like that. Like they would have to do like three. Because you know you're giving up this year's. Well, unless they do a thing where they swap the the first-year draft picks for, like, this year, and then they get those other two in, then like, the next two years. Yeah, I think that the Ravens would probably keep it so they can still get a wide receiver. Either way, I think Lamar is going to stay, but I'm just saying. Like, I think he stays, too. Like, I, I don't you, think the Ravens get If you give a young off. quarterback and some picks, like, I'm not mad at you because – and the thing is, is, like, yeah – like they keep saying well, he wants a fully guaranteed contract. There's no evidence to support that. If he does want a fully guaranteed contract, he doesn't deserve that because he's been injured for the last five games of the last two years. Mm-hmm. He's missed 10 total games and he's done it at the end of the season during the time. That's like the most important. So like, yeah, you've got an injury history. You're not going to get a fully guaranteed contract. And that's the only reason that I wouldn't be mad about it. Like, you're not willing to come off this fully guaranteed. Do I think he deserves to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league? Absolutely. But do I think he deserves to be the top? Probably not. No, not the top. Play another year. Prove it to me. That that, that, that mantle belongs to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to get more than Patrick Mahomes. You're probably not going to get more than, like, you're not going to get more than Aaron Rodgers. You're definitely um, not, they're not going to give you more than Deshaun as much as they should. But they're not, they're just not I think Deshaun's like the starting point. I think yeah, that's that, what, like, yeah. if he wound up even with Deshaun Jackson's contract, like I would not be mad. Did I say Deshaun Jackson? Yes, you I did. did. Deshaun Watson. If if it was even with Deshaun Watson's contract, I wouldn't be mad. Give him the exact same contract, and I'll take that every single day of the week. But mm. if you're going to go for more than that, I think that he's a better quarterback than Deshaun, but I think that Cleveland overpaid uh, for Mr. Touches People inappropriately. Cleveland, so 
Cleveland's dumb. And, like, I feel like they're in the category of, like, the worst organizations, like, just from the top part of it. Like, it's – it's. and this is just my three that I can rent that I know for. I just feel like they're – no, four, that I think they're just really, really dumb. The Texans organization's really dumb. They Hopefully they got better signing DeMarco Ryan as their head coach. Hopefully they become better. But Houston Texans, that's a stupid. They they make dumb decisions on a regular basis. We know what the commanders are like. So we know they make stupid decisions. You can throw in, and I throw in, I will throw in Chicago. Those will be the three plus the, the team we were just talking about. Um, The Browns. Uh, yep. I think those four organizations are ter- have terrible, terrible front office people personnel. Like it's, it's just, they shouldn't be. Like some of those, some of the stuff they've done is really stupid. Like There's no real vision, look, none. Like let's look at the Browns. Yo, you, they drafted Johnny Manziel. That's all I need to say right there. Johnny Manziel did look good coming out of college. He looked okay. Mike Evans made him look great. And I think like Johnny Manziel, like Josh Rosen, like if they would have been in the right situation when they got drafted, they probably could be like, you know, low mid-level starting quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. I'll give you that. I don't know, man. It's just uh, the Texans. They've just, they're dumb. Ever like the moment they gave Bill O'Brien all that power. They shot themselves in the foot because you were headed in the right in a good direction, and you gave Bill O'Brien the power to to basically fire and hire whoever he wanted, and he left y'all covered bare when he got when he left there. So, you know, I don't know, but it's going to be interesting to see how free agency pans out and what the draft looks like for this upcoming year. Yeah, it's going to be very. Uh... Very interesting to see what happens. I think that the Bears trade away the number one overall pick and Same. somebody gets Bryce Young with that pick. Other than that, everything's up in the air, I think. I don't I don't think there's what a if it's the commanders? Team. I'd be here for that. I think that the enemy could do a lot with Bryce Young. I, I can see the commanders trying to make that jump. What do they have to trade to make that jump, though? That's a, that's a real question. That's a real question. <laughs> uh, like, do you trade um I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. Pass rusher from Ohio State. Like, is that enough to get you the number one overall pick straight up? Who the heck was the pass rusher? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, his name. Uh, just his name. It took me a minute. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm trading him away. Um, he didn't really play much last season. He but didn't. Like, I, but I that front, that, that front four that they have is really nasty. I, I, I don't want to get rid of that. Like that was their bread. That was their one of their best assets on their team. I would keep him. They're probably going to end up trading away their first, their second, and a third round pick. Like I think they'll just give up picks to get the first round pick. I don't think they have to. They'll have to give up a player. Yeah, but I think that would be fascinating if they could get Bryce Young out there. That would be. I mean, realistically, the Commanders seemed like they were a quarterback away last season. Yeah, and just like any others, like the Lions, it just fell apart at the end. I fell for the Lions because they 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 should have made the playoffs. Yeah, Ed, it was very unfortunate how their season ended. I would like to see the Lions do better. Um, it would be kind of an interesting story. But I think they're on the right track to be better. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I think that's, that's all the time we have because I'm sure we took up everybody else's time. Yeah, that's for sure. Almost two hours deep, so I think that that's a good time for us to sign off. I think so too, man. 
think so too. All right. Well, uh, everybody have a good week, and I was Zach and Jamon. Twenty-one. Well, holla at you. It's the